Check, check. Mic check. Network production. This is the Fly Moto 60 Show. Presented by Maxis Tires, Pro Taper, and Get Data. On PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races with your host, Steve Mathis. Yeah, welcome everybody. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show is live. It's 11 a.m. Thursday, June 9th, round three of the Lucas Oil. Pro Motocross Championships coming up this weekend in Lakewood, Colorado. One of the sneaky best nationals of the year. If you haven't been there, make some time. Fly out to Denver and uh, check it out, man. It's really, uh, really nice track, nice area, really cool uh, scenery. And the only bummer is the airport is so damn far away. But other than that, great race uh, coming up this weekend. And, of course, Chase Sexton looking to uh, keep the red plate. Jet Lawrence as well, the Honda team over there, looking to keep the red plates. Thanks for uh, listening, 702-586-7857. We are going to have Seth Rarick and Dan Truman on the show today and, and your phone calls. So thanks to the folks at Fly Racing for making this show happen. The 2022.5 Kinetic Mesh is out. Uh, really, really cool styles and colors. This is my favorite line of gear from Fly Racing. It, it's lightweight. It fits really well. It's flexible. Uh, it, yeah, I like it, man. This is, a, this is great stuff, and it's June, so it's getting hot out there. And uh, this Fly Racing Kinetic Mesh will absolutely cool you down. Uh, Joey Savacci, Shane McElrath, many riders out there wearing Fly Racing, the, in the uh, RJ Hampshire, Julie Swole, Styles Robertson, and more, uh, wearing um, uh, the... Uh, Fly Racing Connect Mesh. So thanks to Fly Racing. Get it at motorsport.com. Get it at your local dealer. Formula Helmet is amazing. Please tell me if you're in the market for a helmet that you'll check out what Fly has going on there. It's safe. It's lightweight. It's quiet. It looks good. Uh, it's got Rion technology involved in it. So please check out flyracing.com for more information on that Formula Helmet. They're super proud of it, as they should be. It's an amazing helmet. Uh, get Plum Creek Funding, Pro Taper, FMF Vision, Maxis all on board with us as well. Want to talk about Maxxis tires? Mountain bike tires are amazing. You check out any review for a Maxxis mountain bike tire, and they'll tell you how good they are. The MXSTs developed by Jeremy McGrath, used by the SGB team. They, uh, they are, if you haven't thought about Maxxis for a dirt bike tire for a long time, and, you know, in 2002, Nick Way, Steve Mathis, we took Maxxis tires uh, to a seventh-place top privateer award in Supercross. So please check out Maxxis tires, and uh, the MXSTs are a much-improved version of that HT and IT uh, that they had back in the day with, Net, with NYK and I. Maxxis.com for more information, light truck tires, trailer tires. They support the sport in a number of ways, and so you should support Maxxis and look into it, man. They, uh, they do good things. So thanks to Maxxis as well. We are giving away a set of FMF goggles on the show today. Thank you to FMF Vision for coming on the show, whether it's Dean Wilson, whether it's Zach Osborne, whether it's uh, a number of riders out there using FMF Vision. These are uh, goggles developed by the same minds that, uh, you know, develop FMF Exhaust, which, you know, they've been around forever, so you know they're good. FMF has always supported the hardworking journeyman heroes of the sport. For 2022, FMF Vision has extended that initiative with the introduction of the FMF Vision Privateer Power Program. They uh, support privateers, Freddie Norn. Got this uh, last week. I think Benny Bloss got it week one. The FMF Vision Privateer Power Program allows professional supercross and motocross athletes to get FMF Vision sponsorship, engage in FMF's marketing platform, and earn cash for their performance and hard work. FMFRacing.com to find the application on there. So if you're a rider that needs some help, a privateer guy, Check out FMF Vision. Uh, follow at FMF Vision to see the latest. They've got uh, film system, sand goggles, over the glasses, youth models, and more. So please uh, check those guys out. Taking your phone calls in the corner over there. It's in the it's, it's in the dark. He never turns the lights on. He just sits there in the dark. It's like a mushroom. The Tits Legend. Tits, what's up? Hello, Stephen. What's happening? Wonderful. Glad to be here. Really bringing your best today? Yeah. Always. Saving uh, you money on this spacious house. Not turning these lights on yeah thank you i appreciate that yep. although you were complaining about the air conditioning the other day uh, so. that could be turned so on that's, yes that's not saving me money no uh let's get our first guest on the line if we can that's seth rarick coming up here 702-586-pulp we got a few phone lines open 
as I said, a couple of lucky callers are going to win FMF goggles. They're going to win a Fly OGO layover bag as well from the folks at Fly Racing. So, uh, yeah, happy to give away some prizes here on the Fly Racing Moto 60 show. It's one hour. We're talking Lakewood, talking uh, MXGP, talking Silly Season as well. Jordan Smith. It was uh, in the makings for a while. We've talked about it before on our shows, but it was officially announced today. Jordan Smith to star Yamaha for 2023. We expect Styles Robertson as well to sign with those guys or to be announced as signed uh, at some point here. So thank you to the folks at uh, um, FMF and uh, Maxis. Plum Creek Funding, Pro Taper, Get for coming on board the show and uh, and your phone calls again. we got some lines open. Jet, uh, will Jet keep it going? Well, we'll find out, man. Um, certainly wasn't was it didn't look good for him uh, being sick coming into uh, Hangtown, but the dude still got the overall three one on the day. And of course, Jason Anderson with his first ever MX overall at Hangtown as well. Uh, that was a, just a t- uh, just a moment that was coming for sure. After that Supercross season, you knew that JA twenty one was going to uh, get one of these overalls, and uh, it could have even happened at Paula. He was riding that well, just mistakes. Cut out the mistakes um, at uh, Hangtown and took the win. So to talk about that and more, uh, we have uh, Seth Rarick. What's up, Rarick? How are you, man? I'm doing good, Steve. How's it going? Good. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. We haven't had you on this show, I don't think, for a little bit. Um, but, yeah, thanks for coming on. Yeah, no worries, man. No worries. So um, Jason Anderson winning the overall at Hangtown, uh, not, uh, not that surprising, man. He has been great. He was great at Paula. He flew under the radar a little bit. Yeah, that was actually cool to see, man. Like, I didn't even realize until I think it was sometime during the Supercross season. I heard on uh, one of your shows, uh, I think actually Clinton came up with a stat that he had never won an overall. I wasn't even aware of that. Like, I know he's won motos and stuff. Yep, yep. um, That was kind of shocking to me, but I had a feeling, I mean, dude, as good as he was riding, this is by far the best Jason Anderson we've ever seen. So as good as he was riding in Supercross, like, I knew he was going to get one. It was only a matter of time. And uh, to have it come this early in the season was – it was pretty cool to see, and uh, I think even better, it wasn't um, – it, it just switched up a little bit from, uh, you know, round one. Like, obviously, Chase was still amazing at Hangtown, but I just – it's been a long time since we've seen two 450 motos go down for the last lap. I don't even remember the last time I saw that, so that was cool to see. Uh, yeah, for sure, right? Uh, I, I, so, look, Anderson took the win, uh, and he deserves it, and um... – all of that, but I was still impressed with Sexton. Like I, yeah, I still oh, was amazing. Yeah, like he was still right there. Caught Eli and Anderson late in the motos a little bit. You know, um, hard to say how much was them uh, uh, just cruising, but I still opened my eyes to Sexton. Like, oh, we might have something here. Yeah, no, for sure. That was um, it. Was cool to see the fight he had in him, and and uh, yeah, he's just on rails right now, man. It looks like I had heard. You know, uh, in the past, wasn't too happy with the bike, but clearly that's all straightened out. And yeah, he's kind of doing everything right. And it was nice to see the fight he had because uh, he got past both times. The guy, I, I don't want to say drop, that's not the right word, but they mm-hmm. were definitely, you know, looks like they're about to drop him. And then, yeah, he had a lot of fight in him. And it was cool to see, man. I, I don't want to see this year, I'm truly just a fan on the sidelines. You know, I'm not yeah. a racist, so I just want to see good racing. And, that was awesome to see him come back and make it interesting literally to the last corner. And I don't remember the last time we had that in two four fifty motos, you know, in the same day. So that was that was awesome. Yeah, that was that was pretty good. So look, uh Tomac uh four one on the day, uh made some bike changes from Moto two and looked good. Sexton we just talked about, Anderson we talked about those three plus Roxon on the uh, on the on the fringes there. Do you have a favorite through uh, the four round through the four motos? Like, do we are we seeing anything, or is it way too early? Uh, you know, man, it's hard to say. Like, I would like to say Eli, but it's hard to tell if that if it's gonna Eli is gonna go on. You know, if Eli went on a run right now, I would not be surprised. Yep. Or if Eli if Eli continued his weirdo motos and then all of a sudden dominate a moto, that wouldn't surprise me either. So. I think it's too early, man. I would like to say Eli. I think um, I think Jason's going to have if we saw Paula, you know, bad starts and crashes. I think he's going to have his ups and downs in the course of 24 motos. Um, Chase has definitely been the most solid. Uh, if you're judging off this year, I'd easily say Chase, but obviously we've seen him, you know, self-implode at times. So I, I guess I'm leaning towards Eli, but yeah. I don't know if this is going to lead lead into him you know, taking off and, you know, being one, two, three, every moto, or is he just going to go, 
you know, next week he, he could go, you know, 6-1 or something like that. We've seen both Evis in the past. So, um, yeah, it's, I think it's too early. Okay, yeah, I think a little bit too. And you're right about uh, you're right about um, um, those guys making self-inflicted mistakes, Anderson and Sexton, right? They both do that. Yep. So let's just, yep, um, sure. you know, let's, let's, let's wait, you know, um, a little bit on that. And I yeah, talked to a rider, and, and you're a trainer, and you used to race pro and all that. I talked to a rider before the outdoor season, and he's just like, look, man, one rut – uh, that Eli puts that knee down in if it's not fully healed and he's right back to square one. And a few, I, and I, I think I'm on that boat. Like I'm a little skeptical that the knee's going to hold up for outdoors. I, I just am. Because if he tweaks it at all, he's pulling out. Uh, I agree. Yeah, yeah, the knee. I mean, now that we're two rounds in, though, and he hasn't really said anything about the knee, I'm feeling a lot more confident there because okay. it is just – I've heard a few people say ACL, and I don't know where that came from. I don't dude, know It fits his ACL, dude, he's done. So – just, uh, no, it's, I mean, it's, it's MCL, yeah. Yeah, no, no, I, correct. Yeah, I don't know why people are saying ACL. But it, MCL, honestly, uh, I think the first four motos, that's kind of make or break because now he's past that. And uh, Atlanta was – I looked at this the other day. I think it was, what, seven weeks ago, right? It was seven, eight weeks ago. And yeah. once you're past the MCL, man, if you get past the six-week mark without tweaking it, you're, you're fine. Okay, so all right. So I'm more confident about the knee. Yeah, you're feeling good for that then. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, uh, go, going into Paula, I was going to say, yeah, dude, he's not making it a couple rounds and he's pulling out. But yeah. now, yeah, he's in it. 702-586-PULP, give us a call. We're giving away a Fly Racing OGO layover bag and a pair of FMF goggles as well. Um, so, okay, yeah, I think, uh, I think you're right. I think it's a little bit early. We'll, we'll wait on that a little bit. Uh, somebody that you know pretty well, Joey Savacci, uh, made a return to uh, racing this weekend at Hangtown and on the back on the factory Cowie, of course. He, he's filling in for, for AC. I want to see Joey do well. He's had a lot of stops and starts with injuries, and you know now he's coming back from an ACL, and nothing wrong with his Hangtown results. Those are, those are perfectly fine. He qualified well and all of that. Can you get back to top five or six guy? Can you get back there? Yeah, I, I, I definitely think he can. I, I know he can. Um, with him, it's literally just staying healthy, man. Um, I was uh, he the other day. He did exactly what he needed to do. That was just a solid, solid day all around. And um, not really sure I should even be saying this because I, I know how Joey is. But he actually he wasn't even one hundred percent healthy for the other day. So mm-hmm. um, if he if he can do that, um, still pretty injured in my opinion yeah. um i just hope you know this this uh i, I think he's fine it's not yeah. going to lead to further damage so uh he, he he just needs to build on that honestly i mean for sure he was far 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 from 100 percent the other day so that was actually really impressive second especially the second moto he didn't uh uh obviously i just watched on tv but it yeah. seemed like he was still charging and moving forward and passing guys at the end of the moto so um yeah joey uh, i didn't really know joey much before this year but and he's he's a hard worker, and uh, he he doesn't make excuses, which I like a lot. So I, I think he'll be good. Yeah, you think you think he'll he can get back to that level? Because remember, when he was on Cowie yeah, last time, he was good. He was good. Yeah, there, there's there's no doubt, man. I mean, Supercross. This is, uh, you, I guess you know, it's old news now. But coming into the season, he was amazing, and then you know, he never got to show anything. So uh, as everyone knows, that was an ACL. It's a big surgery, and um, his preparation coming into. Uh, you know, Hangtown the other day, I think he rode, you know, 12 times on that bike, and that was it. So, yeah, he can definitely be top five, six. Uh, it's going to take him a little bit, though. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't expect to see him up there till uh, what do we got? Uh, got Hangtown. High point, that, that, then a break. Then right? a break, yep. yep. So, yep, so probably uh, uh, Redbutt, I think, is the next round. By Redbutt, I think he'll be he'll be good. Uh, he's good at Lakewood, though. Lakewood is a good track for him. He he is no he's good I think he'll be solid like this week I could take a nine nine or nine eight but I'm I'm also realistic he's just not going to latch on to that the top five six pace overnight mm-hmm. it's just going to be a work in progress but um, Joey can definitely get back there and in fact I could as long as this other injury's not bothering too much I, yep. I think in a few weeks he'll be there now a lot can change when we go east the tracks are different and all that and, and I wouldn't even count Thunder Valley as back east track at all but it seems like Christian Craig. Just to tick off the top dudes, uh, uh, but I've been impressed. Three, three, and five, five through the two rounds for Craig. Dude, Christian's been awesome. I was listening to your guys, um, uh, the Hangtown Review Show, and you guys were picking your surprises. And I don't think anyone picks Christian as a surprise, but he is to me. Man, mm-hmm. Paula, he was clearly um, the third best guy. I mean, the first moto you could say Jason was better, but then the second moto, Jason bonked a little bit at the end, and. Uh, 
to me, Christian was clearly the third best guy. He deserved that three three all day. Yep. And, um, Hangtown, yeah, he wasn't on the podium, but dude, he he was really really good. Uh, his fitness looks good. His speed is that's never been a question, so that's not a surprise. But mm-hmm. he's just solid. You know, he's uh, he's been a really strong surprise for me. Uh, we got Jacob on one. Uh, Jacob, you want to talk about the uh, factory KTM team? What uh, what's your question? Okay, can you hear me, there, Steve? Yeah. Uh, um, I was just curious, uh, and I mean, God forbid, I don't want to see this happen. The future thought: if we have another Caleb Russell issue, and say Caroli gets tired or gets bored and wants to do something else, is it just going to be a Lonely Island? Or are they going to bring somebody if that happens? Is Dungey going to stick it out? No yeah, matter Dun- how bad the results Dungey's are, Dungey's doing all of them. He he'll do all of them. So no matter what, even if he starts falling off, I mean, I, mean, I don't want. To- happen but just, yeah how, how yeah, is he gonna fall off he's not gonna fall no, off unless Dun- he gets hurt. Falling off. yeah he hasn't so, fallen off in 16 years <laughs> yeah yeah he's definitely not gonna fall off but uh and i i wouldn't even put for. and i wouldn't even put look i like caleb russell for sure but i wouldn't even put caleb uh with caroli i mean caroli's been top tens and you know what i mean and you got the whole shot and all of that stuff and so i i don't think it's like that you know yeah well no i just i guess my thought was just after and um Roger, you know, with his DGAF, you know, personality, after what he said, I was like, well, God, I hope he doesn't, yeah. you know, just because he's not top five every weekend, I hope he doesn't can him, you know, that'd be stupid. Yeah, um, you know what, uh, the call for Caroli isn't isn't all Rogers, you know what I mean? Uh, I, uh, I agree, okay. you know what I mean? There'll, there'll be a lot of hoops to jump through. If if Antonio wants to keep going and Roger doesn't deem his results well, he can't just clip him. I'd be pretty sure of that, so. Okay, oh. I said it was just like, man, I would hate to see that happen just because Roger's like, nope, not top five later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I don't think so. Uh, Seth, do you agree with that? I don't think – I mean, Roger gave that interview about we need to be better at Paula, but uh, uh, I don't think he could clip Caroli. No, 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 I think Caroli, he's going to call his shots there. If he wants to race two more rounds or, you know, eight, the, the eight more rounds or, or be done now, I think he can kind of – think he's earned the right nine world titles. He can kind of do what he wants. Yeah, exactly. Thanks, Jacob. Thanks for the call, man. Yes, yeah, I would think I would think Dungey would be the same way. Yeah, he, he has the right to do what he wants. Yeah, 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 yeah for yeah. sure. But he, he's committed all 12, for sure. Uh, all right. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. What do you think of Dungey Caroli so far through four motos, Seth? Um, Dungey was <clears throat> blew my mind at Paula. Uh, that was insane. Uh, the results didn't really – the results through four motos have kind of been exactly where I thought he was going to be. I kind of said all along he's going to be fifth through eighth, um, which I don't think the general public realizes how impressive that is after that long, you know, out of the game. So Dungey's really surprised me. At, at Paula, he surprised me a bit more just with his first lap speed and his mm-hmm. intensity. Um, Hangtown kind of went uh, – that Hangtown went about like I thought Paula would go, so that was a little – flip-flop but Dungey's just dude he's going to be there every single weekend i still think things are going to have to fall his way for him to hit the podium mm-hmm. but uh i could definitely see it um Kyroli i've been a little underwhelmed with and i know there's a many reasons for that i'm not you know i'm not bashing Kyroli at all i mean like i just said he's nine-time world champ so that guy he, he can do what he wants but um i i expected more especially when he got the whole shot i know you know, he didn't. He hasn't a whole lot of preparation. I know the European bike's different, and this mm-hmm. and that. I just was a little surprised to see him get the whole shot, or get the whole shot, and then, you know, just yep. get dropped that fast. I mean, now will he? If he, I want to see him do all twelve because some of that caliber. I think as the the weekends click click off, I think he will. You know, in four weeks' time, I don't think if he gets the whole shot, we're going to see that happen. I think he will run the pace. So. Yep. I want to see him do all 12 just as a fan. Um, I'm just hoping he sticks around. And also, too, man, I think he's rode like – I mean, Hangtown looked pretty good the other day, but Paul is the worst track on the circuit. So <laughs> I, it kind of sucks that, you know, his introduction to American Motocross is in two California tracks. So yeah, yeah. I hope he sticks around to get to the good one, the good ones this weekend. I think for him it'll be a lot better. Colorado's an awesome track. So uh, I just think the East Coast tracks, I want to see him at Southwick for sure. So I hope he sticks around, man. Yeah, think about how many times we've seen the Euros, whether it's Rattray or Roxen or Muscan, just excel at high point, right? So that's yeah, yeah, exactly. And, yeah, high yeah. point, Unadilla, you know, yeah. even, even Buds with off cameras and stuff. So I, I really hope he sticks around. And um, like I said, man, I'm just a fan this year, so I want to I see good racing. Yeah. All right, we got David on one uh, to talk about HEP and Bogle. What's up, David? Hey, how are you guys doing today? Good. What's your question, man? 
Um, I heard you talking uh, briefly. I believe it was on a night you guys were talking about Bogle's little sabbatical or something. Do you look for them to replace him? And how how can you how do you think Rass is so lost on that bike? Was not look happy with it, and they did so good last summer. It's the same machine, basically, right? Yeah, I was going to ask Seth about this. So Marshall Welton's going to fill in for Bogle for the rest yep. of the summer. Uh, Bogle, I believe, is still on the team, and he'll ride some World Supercross rounds. So Marshall Welton will uh, jump in a privateer. Uh, I guess let's tackle this a few a few ways, uh, Rarick. First up, what do you think of the Welton for Bogle switch? Um, I mean, I think it's uh, – yeah, I, I think it's good for, for Marshall. Um just because now I actually talked to him yesterday because he rode the bike the past two days. So um, for him, he's obviously not having to drive to the races. You know, he actually has, you know, a full-time mechanic now. So he can just focus on riding and training during the week. So it's definitely good for him. Um, Will he be better? Uh, That's, I think we're all kind of eager to see that. I know I am. He told me that that bike's better than what he was on. So uh, man, I, I don't know. I'm happy for Marshall. I'm a good buddy of his, so I'm really stoked for him. Uh, I think just the jury's out on if he's going to be a lot better on that bike or not. You know, I'm, I'm definitely pulling for him, but yeah, I'm I'm really interested to see, man, because I've heard so many bad things about the bike, and I, dude, I'm I'm with you guys. Last last year, Brandon was really good on that thing outdoors. So what? How can it be that bad? I, right. I don't understand. But I, 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 the rumors I are the um, word is that these guys are not happy with their bikes. That's the word right now. But um, yeah, you know, I, I'm with you. Like Hartraff went like seven five or something well, at Hangtown last year. Yeah, you know? dude. I mean, yeah, I know the end of the end of the season last year the class was weaker. But look at all twelve outdoors. He was way better than yeah. he is now. So, I Brandon's another good buddy of mine. I talk to him regularly. Um, I don't get it, man. I told him the other day, dude, just get on your bike from last year. It's the same. Suzuki yeah. has not changed, no. and Suzuki's not going to change. Ride the same thing. So I don't get it. I'm a little lost on that whole deal. Um, if I, I don't really know about the Bogle situation, and, I, I, dude, I just don't get it, honestly. I mean, how bad can it be? Listen to me, and I like Brandon. Good dude. He had a really successful Supercross season. He made a lot of money, bought a policy on himself. He crushed it, and good for him, and that's awesome. And if I were to bet money, I would bet his prep coming into outdoors and his motivation is not as high as it was. And that's all you need for outdoors. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to say it here, but I sent him a text the other day that uh, you can ask him about. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So just as a friend, I'm like, dude, I want to see my friends do good. And, like, dude, just get your ass in gear. Come on, man. That's just, you can't quit. You just, there's no excuse for ever quitting. If the bikes, if the wheels are rolling, you you yeah. fucking, you ride hard. Right, right, right. Uh, uh, right. I, I, don't, I don't put I don't, I don't put up with quitting, dude. Fuck that. Yeah, by the end of Hangtown, looking at lap times, he didn't look like he had much compete in him. That's for sure. No, yeah. no, no, no. I mean, uh, if, if the bike's that bad, just yep. just hang it up. Uh, David, uh, good call. Thanks for calling. Do you want a pair of MFMF goggles or a Fly Racing OGO layover bag? I would love an OGO layover bag. All right. Hey, you need yeah. Billy Grotto back on, Steve. He's a national treasure just uh, like yeah. No, Billy Grotto's coming back on. 100% chance Billy Grotto will be on the show this summer. Uh, stay on hold, all right? We'll get you the information, and uh, and we will get you that uh, that layover bag from Fly Racing, all right? Thank you, sir. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, I was definitely going to ask you about the HEP thing. And good for Marshall Welton, man. The guy's in a van, and uh, and now he's got a little bit of money and, and everything taken care of and, and air conditioning. Rarick? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think, yeah, I don't, I really don't know much about that team or the situation. I, I don't, the Bogle thing, I don't know anything about, but um, I, I just think it's all perspective, right? Like if you're driving to the races in the van every week and you're going broke every week and you get on, even, even if the bike isn't better, you're, you're, the placebo effect is like, dude, this thing's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I can make for money sure. now. Like, yep. The placebo effect can drop two seconds a lap. <laughs> and then on the flip side, in the, I, seriously, on the flip side, if you have a good Supercross season, you know, say you weren't that stoked with your bike all year in Supercross, but you actually fought hard and you're, you're a good rider and you made it work. And then, okay, I made a lot of money and then I'm going to go to outdoors and do this bike. I'm struggling more in outdoors. Outdoors is tough. I got to work harder. Ah, uh, man, it's just, yeah, the bike sucks. It's really easy to start pointing fingers, and then, yeah. then it's easier to quit. Mm-hmm. And it's just it just the power of the mind is crazy, man. So I um, 
Uh, I'm not bashing anyone, dude. Brandon's like a brother to me, and I want to see him succeed. And, uh, yeah, I sent him a text the other day that uh, I think it could go one way or the other. I, I hope to see a better result this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I mean, yeah, because like you said, you got to be into outdoors. It's hard. You have to be. It's dude, hard, you, you dude. Can't, you, can't, you can't hide in outdoors. No. You cannot hide. No, you no. can't cheat it. No. You can't, you can't do that. So no. um, I, uh, I just wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't too happy uh, just as, as a buddy. And then on the yeah. flip side, I'm, I'm stoked for Marshall, man. So, like I said, will he be better? I don't really know. I, he rode really well the other day. But yep. I see him in that. I see Marshall in that, you know, 12 to 16 group kind of every week. Right. Uh, your old team there, uh, the Butler brothers, they're back. And uh, I did a podcast with Freddie Norn on the Privateer Island one, so people can check that out. Freddie said he was hesitant to take the deal, uh, you know, based on all the things that has happened with that team. But, yeah, uh, Benny Bloss, Freddie Norn, they're back. They're on KTMs. Davey Millsaps is managing him. I guess just I wanted to bring that up, Rarick, because through four motos, Fast Freddie's been pretty good, man. He's been, he's been all right. Dude, Freddie's been really good. Yeah, he's been really good. Uh, the second moto, Hangtown, he rode really, really well. Um, I'm not very shocked. He's always been good outdoors. He's he's strong. He's fit. Yeah. Um, and uh, obviously, he's he's a little bit loose, but yeah, outdoors <laughs> kind of reward it rewards that at times. Yeah. So, um, no, he he's been really good. Um, not definitely not a surprise to me. I think Freddie could be on a Hep Suzuki or a factory Honda. And he's going to be in the same position. Yeah. Um, that, that, that's not a dig at all. He's just, you know, he's just solid. Yeah. Yep. Um, Benny, I don't know. I mean, I, I haven't, I don't know Benny at all. I've seen him. I feel like he's crashed like 15 times every moto and just from watching on TV, but I haven't been at the races, so I don't know. Yeah. Uh, hey, so we'll, we'll have Dan Truman coming up next from Get and Athena. And I want to thank the folks at Plum Creek Funding, Pro Taper, Maxis, Get on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. Uh, Jet Lawrence, pretty sick on the weekend, goes 3 1. Uh, these guys, after a dominating win at Paula, and I'm going to talk to Truman about it too because he's at the 83 compound there a lot, just like yourself. But. Um, yeah, these dudes could be in trouble if we're getting a sick throwing up Jet Lawrence and we're getting a win out of him. Yeah, I, I agree. I was way more impressed with his Hangtown ride than Paula. I think Paula, when you start up front and you're healthy, and obviously we all know Jet's a world-class rider, yeah. I think that was a pretty pretty easy day for him. Right. Um, Hangtown, those are the days you win your championships. And, that I mean, dude, he did uh, exactly what he needed to do. I think um, – if I'm, uh, you know, if I'm racing against him, I probably suck the life out of me a little bit, or, you know, or or piss me off to try a little harder. But uh, yeah, yeah, that was that was impressive, man. Very it impressive. It he really was. Solid. You look at and you look at like Schmoda was hauling ass in the second moto, and I really thought Schmoda was going to take the lead from Jet. And Michael Mosman blitzed the first moto, and you got a guy like R.J. Hampshire who had a bad crash, and and you're just like, man, the youngest kid in this class, or one of the youngest kids in the class. Is is more put together than than some of the other riders, you know, some of the other vets, right? So, yeah, yeah, he's just. I mean, I think it helps a lot. He's very, very. Both both him and Hunter are very technically sound, and uh, so the mistakes aren't. You know, it's not like they make big mistakes all the time. But he just rode. You know, I I haven't even looked at lap times, but I can. I'm guessing he just clicked the same lap time yeah. every single lap. Where other guys were were faster, but. Uh, yeah, they made they made some mistakes, or you know, got didn't get as good of a start or whatever. But it was really, really, really impressive the other day what I saw from Jet. Yeah, it it really was. Hey, looking ahead to Lakewood here, you're uh, you you raced like I said. Now you're a trainer. You've done a lot of work with these guys. We're at elevation. Kitchen made a mention on Monday's show that he's got altitude sickness. We know Anderson has battled it at times, and other times he's been fine. What what are the effects at Lakewood that you've seen with riders you've worked at? Like, how bad is it? Uh, it kind of kind of depends on the person, honestly. Um, me personally, I've never struggled adapting to altitude. Obviously, yes, you feel it a little more, but the biggest thing I noticed from going to Lakewood as a racer and then um, as a trainer is the first thing everyone complains about: their, their, their bikes are slower. Yeah, so yep. I feel like that might that might create guys wanting to override a little bit, just trying to get you know trying to it's a little more energy to get over that jump a little more energy to make this pass up the hill or whatnot and then it's just energy expenditure really um and mm-hmm. then it's a little it's kind of like breathing through a straw especially your heart rate's 190 and for the first 10 minutes or honestly up until halfway it doesn't really affect 
anyone unless you know, obviously like you said Levi yeah, unless, unless, you, unless you have the altitude stuff yeah, yeah. It, exactly that, yep. that's a totally different realm but if you don't have that the first 15 minutes is kind of a normal race but that second 15 minutes you're just um yeah your lung, it's really just your lungs burning and mm-hmm. you just you can't you can't get the oxygen so um it is tougher for sure but it's the same for everybody and okay. i was going to ask you just, if, i was going to ask you if it affects Take away the altitude sickness, but does it affect riders a different way, or everyone is kind of in the same boat? Uh, yeah, unless you're—I mean, I, I don't know what part of Colorado Eli's from, but yeah, unless yeah. you're born and born and raised and trained at altitude, yeah, everyone's in the same boat right now. I mean, half the half the guys train in Florida, which is obviously sea level, and half the guys are in you know SoCal, which isn't—I uh, don't even know—but it's not that high. And uh, so, yeah, everyone's kind of in the same boat within reason. Um, the thing that I'm looking forward to, um, to to see how it affects people is this weekend supposed to be pretty hot. Yep. So when you combine the altitude with the heat, now you got some problems. Yeah. So yep. I think I think that is going to be the the bigger separator. It's going to be a combination. Yes, you still have altitude, but dude, you start throwing heat in there. I mean, guys die in the heat anyway. Like for I'm just going off me personally. I always, even now, I've lived in Florida for a few years. I always struggle with the heat way more than elevation. For me, it's so much harder to adapt to the heat. And if it's the first hot race of the year, having it at altitude, that should shake things up a little bit. Um, I definitely see some guys, uh, you know, I see some more separation at the end of the motos, especially moto two. Yeah. It seems like, it seems like like Martin brothers were always good at Lakewood. And, you know, J-Mart was an animal on a bicycle, right? Like his aerobic stuff is just apparently really, really good. So, yeah, you know, if you're if you're that way, you can you can fight it off a little bit. Correct. Yeah. I, do you remember uh, 07 uh, Colorado when it was really hot there? And dude, guys were dying that yeah. day, yep. absolutely dying. So yep. I, I think um, I think that should be a, the that that's more intriguing for me to see is the the heat factor we have this weekend. Right. Right. Before I let you go, rare a couple things. Uh, first up, uh, we've been texting back and forth about X Moto Triple X rider. Uh, ex uh, stiffy rider, uh, uh, Chaparral Yama, Michael Brandis is, 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 we follow him on Strava and this dude is, maybe he should race like what? <laughs> dude, I don't understand it, man. Is he racing the tour? I don't know, but like, people should check out Michael Brandis' Strava. <laughs> yeah. Do yourselves a favor and look him up on Strava because I, dude, I just don't understand how he does it. And also I don't understand what he does for work. Because you cannot work <laughs> I don't if you're cycling he, yeah, yeah, yeah. that much. I mean, yeah. his his light his light day is like eight hour ride. I mean, dude, yeah. it's it's insane. Yeah. In the I mean, he hit uh, he hit a million feet yesterday, and we're in June. Like, I, I don't. It, it's mind boggling. I'm going to text him because I did a podcast with him years ago. And I have his number, so I I will text him and be like, dude, what are you doing? What's going on? Um, yeah, yeah. I, I I love cycling, but I, even if I if I didn't have to work and that's all I could do, there's no way I can hang with him. There's yeah. no way. Yeah. Uh, what about thoughts on Jordan Smith? with star we've known about this for a while but it's official officially official uh what thoughts on jordan going with star yeah i think a lot of people might look at that with like one eyebrow raise but yeah, that's me, me. no yep, that's me it it, yep. it it makes a lot of sense to me because we all know jordan obviously does have a lot of potential he just struggled with injuries um for me it makes sense just from if i was still working at star i would be stoked at that decision because um he lives right there in Tal- the tallahassee area um, he's always trained at MTF. I don't think he's ever left MTF. So nope. now getting him away from that and in Swanee's program, and obviously it's a great bike. And I know, uh, again, I don't know if I should be saying this, but I think they got him really cheap. Mm-hmm. So for them, it's like the team, it's not a big move for the team. And it's a one-year deal. So yep. it's not a, it's not a you know, you're not shooting for the stars to try to sign this guy. Or the ne- negotiations are not that hard, you know. So yeah, yeah. For, the team, for the team standpoint, it's easy, like plug and play. Hey, we know what we're getting. He's a veteran really fast, gets hurt a lot. So, hey, you got one year to get yourself on, you know, back on top of the mountain. So, and if it doesn't work out, it's like, what, what does anyone have to lose? You know what I mean? It's like, if it doesn't work out, Jordan's back where he is and star continues on to the next guy. So I, um, I can't believe that Jordan, I can't believe that Jordan, who's, who's an awesome dude, by the way, I I can't believe Jordan, who is as old as he is, keeps crashing like like he, in practice in qualifying it's like jordan you're too old to be doing this dude you know i don't know i think it's i, I just he's never going to change that's it that's that's how he is 
Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't really. This year, to be honest with you, this year when I was at the race, I didn't really watch much of the 250 stuff. I wasn't paying that much attention. Um, it seemed like he, uh, especially for that that first year team. Or not, sorry, not first year team, but yeah. first year they're doing the lights. I believe he 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 seemed solid to me. Um, mm-hmm. I think he still had some mistakes, but I don't know. I, I'm I think it just kind of makes sense for everyone, and it's. It's easy, you know. It's kind of like I said. Yeah, it's plug and play, and he yeah. lives. And he lives right there, so I get it. He's a professional. He'll give. He'll treat. You know, contest. He, can, you know, all that stuff. So, uh, right. I think both both sides know what know yep. what to expect. You know. All right. Before we let you go, Rarick, give me your winners in each class this weekend in Lakewood. Uh, so I'm going Eli four fifty. Um, two fifty. Ooh, dude, you know, last year he went like eleven ten at Lakewood. Oh yeah, I, yeah, I, I that was crazy. Yeah, insane. Yeah, I'm going Eli 450. Um, you just got to go with Jet. You just got to go with Jet. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm okay. probably going to – you know what? No, I'm going to go with Hunter. I'm going to go with Hunter. Okay, all right. Perfect. Um, yeah. All right, buddy. Thanks for the time on the show. appreciate it. Uh, we're going to get you back out for the Pulp Show at some point too as well. Uh, glad you're well. Thanks, Rarick. Okay, no worries. Thanks, guys. Thanks, man. That's uh, Seth Rarick here on the uh, Fly Race and Moto 60 Show. Thank you to Plum Creek Funding. If you're looking to purchase a home in 2022 – First-time buyer or investor, Plum Creek Funding has programs to suit your needs. If you already own a home and you want to pull some cash out, lower the rate, contact a professional with over 25 years of experience. They can do 12 different states in America. Reach out to Zach Morris today, 720-212-4685. Do not use a discount code, hashtag same square footage. Do not do that. Uh, Zach, Z-A-C-H, at PlumCreekFunding.com. He works with a lot of people in the industry, and uh, he's doing a good job for myself, uh, JT, working with Will Hahn, I believe. Check it out, Plum Creek Funding. Thanks to those guys. Uh, also, thanks to the folks at Get and Athena. Uh, when you look at Athena, you look at their over their cylinder kits, their piston kits, and uh, and much more. And the folks at Get have two-stroke, four-stroke ECUs, the Get RPM dashboard. Antonio Caroli running one right now and just pulled a whole shot. Second moto Hangtown using that. So you know it works pretty damn well. If you want a discount from the folks at Get and Athena, just simply email us using the contact form. We'll pass it on to our guys at Get and Athena, and they'll give you a Pulp Show discount. Uh, so thank you to folks for, for that support as well. Fly Race and Moto 60 Show. Let's welcome our next guest. Speaking of Get and Athena, it's Dan Truman. What's up, Dan? How are you, man? Oh, I'm good, man. Just uh, actually out at uh, the 83 compound today testing some, some products. Um, and then... Uh, and then we'll get on a flight early tomorrow morning for Colorado. It's a big race for us. At big race, yes, big race. Lots yeah. of lots of mapping. Uh, yeah, you know the factory teams are are pretty dialed. You know they all have a they all have a tuner for the most part on the team that that takes care of their stuff. You'll see some guys starting first gear and things like that. But a lot of the privateers and the actual core of our customer, you know, the people that buy products, um, I go there to support them and and help those guys out and. There's a lot of them that have been calling in the last 24 hours. So hey, uh, I'm putting my bike, put, yeah. putting my bike together. Can you come help me? <laughs> so. A lot of a lot of guys uh, over the years have changed fuel, uh, and there's been so many blends of fuel with the VP guys or the Renegade guys or whatever. There's been so many blends of fuel made that I'm not quite sure up. I'm not up on it on all of it. Do Do you know? Do these factories change their fuel for this race anymore, or is it? Can they map and uh, and get compression and everything where they want it to with their regular fuel? Yeah, for the most part. I mean, Colorado is not that bad, right? It's, I mean, it's not even as high as the Mexico City GP was and just a little bit taller than Salt Lake City at altitude. So it's not terrible. But, uh, no, not so much on the fuel, at least the teams that I'm working with. Yep. It's more mapping, a little bit of compression stuff, things like that. Um, like I said, on the gearing, I think you'll see a lot of first gear starts on the 250 side this week. Um, so, yeah, I mean, not as much as back in our day, let's say. You know, when I worked for JT, we would blend pump gas and, and have different fuel issues and things like that. But I think the the fuel issues kind of changed a little bit with the current bikes. Right, right, for sure. Hey, uh, we had Rarick on um, uh, right before we hung, right before we uh, got you on the line. Thoughts on the Jordan Smith signing from Star? What, where are you at with this? Um, I support it. Uh, I really do. I think Jordan has talent. And for me, somebody posted this poll the other day online and said, would you rather sign somebody who can win a race or somebody that's going to be seventh or eighth every weekend? And for me, I know you probably disagree with this, but Jordan can, can win races. Oh, yeah. And, I don't uh, agree with that anymore. No. No, I, I know. And, uh, yep. and that's your opinion. But you would rather sign Enzo Lopes, I believe. We had this argument or, or somebody of that caliber. Just, I would, I would and, rather look at a potential kid 
you know, not kid, but uh, a younger rider, um, a wageman or an lopes, and and see what I could see if I can take this this uh, uh, play doh of a younger guy and make him into something with my program and my team. They have that. His name's Nick Romano. Levi okay, Kitchen, all right, yeah, yeah. Matt LeBlanc. So, in my eyes, I assume they got him really uh, cheap. He lives in the area, so I mean, whether you think that means anything or not, I think it does. Um, just for the fact that his connections to MTF, so they can ride at MTF sometimes mm-hmm. when they need to. Like, there's just a lot of things behind the scenes that make sense of it. So, yeah. I yep. still think Jordan can win races. Uh, if you would like to wager, I think he wins a race next year. Uh, yeah, we, we can wager on that. I, I love Jordan. He's a great dude. He's awesome, and he's a professional, and he's uh, he's courteous, and he'll be he's a pro, right? He'll be all the things that a team wants to, with a kid. He won't be flaky. He won't, you know what I mean? All that stuff. So that that also goes a long way. I understand that, but yeah, I, I think Jordan's days of uh, race winning or podiums are are gone. But we'll see. Um, all right. Do you think uh, Antonio used the uh, the uh, the Get RPM dashboard to pull that holy at Hangtown? Hundred percent. I mean, he even posted about it, which is awesome. I, I love Tony. He's just he's down a, to earth. Yeah, he's a great guy. <laughs> he's super honest in his interviews, which you know we see in other sports like Formula One or, or MotoGP, and he's just honest. You know, he's not the fittest right now, which we've seen. And but yeah, he posts. He made some posts for us and stuff that were awesome. And. Yeah, he hasn't started on dirt in a really long time. Mm-hmm. So for him to get a start on dirt was pretty cool. It just shows that, you know, um, there's people that are good starters and there's people that aren't. And uh, and he's just a good starter. So it's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, him using a good RPM dash helps too. Absolutely. I love the fact that he said he was just he scrubbed it so hard because he wanted a photo. <laughs> that's great. That's awesome. yeah, yeah, he wanted a photo for his garage. He said, so yeah, that's... Like, I, I knew Kenny was behind me, so I wanted a photo. Yeah, so he'll have a photo. Hopefully, someone got one. Yeah, he he's great. You know what though? The, as we talked about on, a, on one of our group texts, MXGP guys are degaff in interviews. They really are, and it's a little bit like I don't follow MotoGP, obviously, uh, but they're kind of the same way. It might be a European thing. Yeah, I mean, I think we've seen it a lot. The maybe with Chad Reed, uh, maybe I was close to him, and people just called him a whiner. You know, for the most part, mm-hmm. oh, he's just crying about the bike or this or that. But I don't think he was. I think he was just being honest and. I see it a lot with with the Lawrence brothers. Um, They are really honest with Honda. And when stuff isn't good, I think they tell them that. And, uh, I mean, they're winning, so maybe it doesn't come across as whining so much. But if they weren't winning, they would just kind of be called a crybaby or a whiner. So, I don't know. The American side takes it different than maybe the European side because they're maybe more used to it. I don't know. But I I like the honesty. I mean, Tony spoke about the bike, the KTM, and, and the struggles that it's having. And... I mean, it's he's still KTM's guy, you know. Yeah, I think yeah, it's, yeah. I think it's a, good. I think it's a societal thing, you know. I really do. Yeah, I think it's a societal thing. Just different cultures, different different ways you grow up, and, and that's it. So, um, all right, Dan Truman on the line seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. We're still giving away the FMF goggles. We got a phone call here uh, from Tyler. Tyler, what's up, man? Hey, hey, Dan. I uh, just had a quick question about the medals that Josh Gilbert hit and RJ punctured himself with. Um, what's it with that? How I, come? I believe that? RJ did that on a Cherby's yellow plastic marker, I believe, unless we know something he different. Did. Yeah, he It did. wasn't a metal stake for RJ. No. But so the, he what, had the Gilbert that flimsy metal Gilbert marker. Or, what did what, what, you say, Tyler? He had that flimsy plastic marker go through his lungs. I guess, yeah, they're not. They're supposed to fold, right? We've seen it over and over. They fold really easy, uh, but that's what I understand. Did it, yeah. Dan, do you know that for sure? Dan, do you know that for sure? I don't know it for sure, but I, I was told also that it was one of the yellow uh, markers. And I mean, like anything, freak things do happen. I think they are designed to fold. They have no backside, so they'll fold. They're very weak, and maybe he just landed on it exactly right yeah. and, and it went into his armpit the gilbert thing is um i would say unexcusable it, it shouldn't be there that was down a downhill uh very sketchy place i believe jack chambers also had a crash there and yeah it was just it was really bad you know yeah uh, the worst worst case or, i mean not worst case but very close to the worst case scenario of, of hitting that thing especially with his head but i think you'll see those things fixed uh this happens though world superbike uh, happened a couple weeks ago with some signage 
you know, you don't think guys are going to hit this stuff, and sometimes it happens. I think that uh, when they put those up, they didn't think about it. Yeah, definitely not uh, not great. Um, but yeah, um, you know, definitely. Uh, hopefully, yeah, it won't be there could again. We, that's for could sure. We get, could we get some like I don't know styrofoam or or banners instead of what we're using now? Or it looks like all of the banners are stuck up with like wooden stakes or metal stakes well, of some sort. They, they, they are, but they're not supposed to be that close to the track. There's there's tons of rules about how close those banners can be to the side of the track. So, you know, throughout the last 10 years, let's say, we've had metal stakes holding banners on tracks and we haven't had any accidents or any inc- incidents because they're far away from the track. Uh, but this one was not. So uh, definitely uh, needs to be fixed, Tyler, for sure. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think... think, I think you... Go ahead, Dan. I think they'll learn from the mistake, uh, or not the mistake, but, like, they'll fix the issue. If you remember years back, uh, Lucas Oil was a sponsor, and they used to have, like, a drop-off down some of the downhills at the big races. Yeah, with a banner there, and, yeah. yeah. Right, and I remember on either a track walk or the first lap, Josh Grant, uh, I believe, got injured, you know, rolling off one of those, maybe even a UTV or something. So, I mean, they got away with those. I think they'll fix it. I just don't know what the answer would be. Maybe more blow-ups, but you got to tie blow-ups down or they blow away. So yeah. it doesn't really solve that issue. Right. Thanks, Tyler. Thanks for the call, man. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate it. 702-586-7857. Give us a call. we got a few, uh, a few lines open still. Um, all right, Dan, let's uh, uh, get into this a little bit. So Jet, not feeling very well, takes the win. Hunter, I understand, wasn't, wasn't also uh, 100% tip-top, but that's pretty scary that Jet can be throwing up and you could see he didn't look very good and he still took the win. Uh, yeah, this kid might just uh, start racking up uh, uh, the wins here. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he has three of the four moto wins, and, and he was very sick. I know it was brought up on social media. People hate talking about it, but, I mean, he's good. He's yeah. riding great right now. And in my opinion, Hunter Lawrence should have won Hangtown. Um, yeah. He was fast. He crashed the first moto. He made a ton of mistakes. Um, yeah, so so did Shmoda and Shmoda too. You know these kids. Yeah, they're yeah. Making, Mosman, Mosman mistakes. The, just and yeah. they're making mistakes. And I think Jet just kind of rode as fast as he could ride, really within that comfort zone. Uh, to be fair, Hunter was sick. Hunter was sick at Paula. Hunter's not a big guy that he doesn't. He lets Jet take the media, and mm-hmm. you know Hunter just kind of. But I do see Hunter getting better. Um, mm-hmm. I watched Hunter today, and and he is. He's in an inner battle with his with his brother. And Hunter's hit his goal so far. Uh, he wants to be top three every moto, and, and he feels that if he's top three every moto, he'll be in this come the final round. So mm-hmm. um, he needs to work on his starts a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Jet and Hunter. Uh, Cooper was good this week, too. I was good to see him back. But I think those four have kind of separated. Mosman won the first moto. Can't take that away. But Mosman yeah. does what Mosman does. Yep. He, yep. he crashes. So, uh, yeah, I'm a little scared if I'm everybody else right now with, with – the Honda boys. Do you have a preference, Dan, on uh, uh, Hammaker and Kitchen, and what you've seen through them through four motos, and which guy, you know, I, they both had some bright stuff going on, and like Hammaker's qualifying times, and and but and Kitchen starts aren't good, but his charging speed and endurance seem great. Do you have um, a preference between no, any, one of those kids as far as the future? Um, I think a big question mark will be answered this weekend. For me, for with Hammaker, it's going to be hot. And if Hammaker puts in two solid motos at a hot national, I, I'm, I'm on the bandwagon. But if I see him struggle this weekend, uh, we've had two cooler nationals, let's say. And um, we've, we've heard, you know, and seen in the past he has an issue with heat. Mm-hmm. So if he does good this weekend, I, I'm sold on Hammaker. His Supercross speed earlier this year was amazing. I think he is maybe a better Supercross rider than, than Kitchen. Um, so I would pick Hammaker if he if he beats Kitchen this weekend. That's my opinion as a better future. If you if you're having me pick, right, right. Um, uh, we got we got Tom on one. Tom, what's up, man? Hey, I saw the Jordan Smith announcement today, and I know you always like to say a leopard never changes its spot. If Jordan Smith crashes. It is what it is. What it is. Why are we not saying the same thing about R.J. Hampshire and Justin Barsha? Like, we always treat them like they are guys. We always say they're title contenders. Never proven to be consistent title threats, but we always seem to say like they are. Well, R.J. has won races as very recently, like this year and last year outdoors and stuff. So, you know, that's a little different from a Jordan Smith. 
right, Tom? Um, so I think that's where we're at, where that. But but we do say that. We we say that all the time for RJ, absolutely, or Mosman or whatever, right? Um, so, I mean, but I think when you can win races, Tom, you have to be put into a conversation. When you can lay down lap times and win races like, like RJ can, I think you need to be put in a conversation, you know, as a title guy. I don't disagree, but Jordan Smith has won races too. That, not for a number of years, though. That's true. He's That's older, true. right? Not for a number of years. So I don't think you can put Jordan in that in that category. Dan thinks he can win a race. Uh, or whatever, and, and that's fine. I can understand that. It's not a crazy take. I, I myself don't think that, but I think RJ's in a different group than Jordan Smith is right now. Uh, well, Jordan Smith is RJ four years ago, right? Jordan was the guy that can win races, but crashes a lot, and we were tell- saying the same things about Jordan years ago. So there's not much yeah, difference I mean, between those guys. In my opinion, I mean, Jordan took two titles down to the last race, two separate years. I, I know it wasn't last year or the year before, but he's been in a title fight before. Two, two different times he took it to Vegas, right? Um, he didn't get those titles. But, I mean, I agree with what you're saying on RJ. RJ is very similar career. Lots of speed, you know, yeah. kind of has that issue with crashing. But Mosman you can put in that category too. You know, um, lots of speed, wins a race here or there, but then gets a 15th or, or crashes. Um, but when you're a team and you're signing a guy, you're banking on you can change, you know, change those strikes and, and get them to, you know, <laughs> Speed is tough. Like, to win a race, it's hard. And I, I think, like Mitch always said, we can work with speed. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, That's really, what right? Mitch always said. Yep. Uh, thanks, Tom. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks to Pro Taper guys. Rockstar Energy, Husqvarna using Pro Taper bars, sprockets, and chains, as well as the uh, Star Racing guys. they got the new ACF bar. They've got the first crossbarless bar in, uh, started way back and patented way back in 1991. ProTaper.com. Uh, they got the Cellus start device as well. So a lot of things going on at ProTaper. ProTaper.com uh, for more information. So, Dan, switching to 450s here. Uh, Sexton, Anderson, Tomac, I think, are the early title favorites here. Roxon's lurking on the uh, on the outside. But um, do you have a favorite four motos down? Like, I mean, Rarick and I were discussing it. Probably is a bit early, but let's never stop us from speculating before. What, what, so far, what do you like, Dan? Yeah, I mean, I love what I see out of Sexton. I think that he, he's riding great. The bike is working really good. And I think we'll see the same thing come Colorado. Honda's been amazing. Colorado, I mean, remember Tedesco coming there and, and winning his yeah. first 450 National, I believe. They just they have a great package for Colorado. So I don't see anything really change here. With the heat, we might see something from Kenny. I mean, I think he's fit and everything else, but we never know how his body will react. But, yeah, if I had to pick right now, I like Sexton. I really do. Yeah. I think he's good. Um, he's confident. He's happy. Yeah, I think there's there's just a lot of positives with that. You know, he feeds off the energy of, of the younger kids, Jet Hunter doing well also. You know, he, he likes to be talked about. You know, he doesn't love that Jet gets, uh, you know, the attention he wants to win. So um, there's like a battle in the camp. So mm-hmm. I, I would pick Sexton. Is he coming to 83 when it goes east? Uh, possibly. Okay. Um, <laughs> do you think Eli, Eli, like, okay, so he's a three-time 450 motocross champion, and, you know, at his peak, you think back to that Hangtown race on the Honda, or you think to, you know, 10 other races where Eli's lap times were just insane, and he was absolutely the fastest guy, and he was ripping through the pack, and it was just mind-blowing, right? Um, is he, does he still have that in him? Do you think he can, like, just raw speed, Drop your lap time. Can he beat Sexton and Anderson and Kenny? Does he still have it in him? Uh, I mean, short answer, yes, he can beat them. But those days of coming from eighth or ninth and just passing those guys, I don't think they're there anymore. I mean, we've seen it with Jason at Paula. Jason was hands down better than everybody at Paula, in my yep. opinion. Like, just, just, I mean, Kenny and Chase were amazing. We've seen that. But Jason started 40th both motos. And you didn't get to see what he, what he had. Um, so I don't see Eli just dropping these guys like he did okay. you know, on those yeah. Honda days when he won six straight motos. I mean, there may be a moto, say, Redbud or Millville or something, where he just drops the hammer and, mm-hmm. and everything clicks for him. But I, I think he wins races, and he, and he does, but it's not as easy as it was, you know? I don't think he just does that. I mean, remember last year, he just won 11-10 in his hometown race. Yeah, that was, it was like still weird. Super bizarre. Like, he just flipped a switch and was like, yeah, this is as fast as I can go today. <laughs> maybe, know? Maybe, John, maybe John was on the bike that day. I don't know. <laughs> I still don't know what happened there. Uh, Andy's on three. Andy, what's up, man? You want to talk about Mav TV? Yes. I, um, 
the broadcast with the uh, uh, legends in the booth has been fantastic. I'm I'm loving it. I think it's been great. I agree. I think I've been really stoked through the first two rounds, right? And you know, like whenever whenever you know GL was in there or Fro or whatever, Ricky. You know, the, they, they have crutches that they lean on, and they have the same things they kind of talk about. And I'm not bagging on them because I'm the same way, right, uh, as a guy who does podcasts. So you get this sense of, like, well, I know what this guy's going to say about this, and I know what he thinks about this and all of that as the, as the races go on. But, but now, like, I don't know, Glover and RJ and McGrath all have different thoughts on different things, and I find it refreshing. So, Andy, I'm with you on that. I like this. I like this switch. Uh, uh, of color, yeah, I agree. Color when, when's Bailey going to be on? Is he is he ba- coming up soon? Or? Bailey's going to be on the last round at Paula. They're hoping. I don't think it's for sure yet, but he's going to be the last round. Yeah, I really, uh, I really liked him when he was on a few years ago. I had candidness, and uh, I'm looking forward to him. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it'll be RC this weekend. It's an NBC race, so RC will be in the booth with uh, that Wygant guy. So, uh, should be good. Andy, do you want a pair of FMF goggles? Yes, I'd love some. The, right. uh, congratulations on the uh, uh, being on MAV. I like the format, yeah. and uh, I just had to cross that two or three weeks ago, and it was uh, it was really good. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, it's just a one hour best of, right? Uh, so uh, yeah, good good work for Pancake yeah. and Marks and everybody. The, uh, um, I got uh, I got a comment for my my wife. The um, JT's uh, pit reporting is, uh, is really good. He's, uh, he seems like he's really stepped up his game from when he was doing the, the GPs. Um, yep. she, she hates it, too. The, uh, she hates the GPs? Maybe, yeah. for J- she, hates the G- no. she, she hates the GP for JT? Or what? You broke up. <laughs> no, no, she, uh, uh, she likes uh, um, I like JT's pit reporting. She hates JT's hair. Oh, maybe, she hates uh, JT's uh, hair. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, she's like, what's with this Bob? Boy, Bob's big boy looking thing. I don't know, man. He, could, uh, he, put together a- he's a hard cut. He's doing a hard cut. Uh, he's he's a monk. He lives like a monk, and he likes that haircut. I don't know, but um, but thanks, yeah. Andy. Yeah, thanks for the stay on hold. We'll get you that information. He, he, All right. He, uh, thanks, Andy. All right. Um, yeah, JT is doing a good job, Dan. Through the two rounds, it's it's been impressive. Good job to him. Yeah, I, I honestly, uh, the broadcast, you know, it had a tick up on the streaming side, which we've all been there, and, and I get that. But as far as the commentators and things, I think it's been awesome. And I agree with what you're saying. Everyone brings a little bit different flair to the, you know, to the program. Yeah. And I think Brock was great. I think MC was great. You know, um, RJ was great. So I do like it. And, you know, when we watch NFL or, or hockey or any of the other sports, we see different commentators, right? Because there's different games, a Monday night football, a Thursday night football. Yeah. And, I take a little bit from everybody. You know, Tony Romo is really good at certain things. Troy Aikman's good at other things. So I really like what, what they're doing. Um, I think it's good. I think the, the coverage has been really good. And, and JT has done a good job, and, and he's taking it so serious. You know, he's studying. You know, he he went and uh, Parabinos made a list of every mechanic's name and helped him with them. And, like, I, and I appreciate that. I, I think it's cool that he's taking it really serious and doing a really great job. So, What about his hair? Uh, it's not his worst haircut he's ever had. That's you're totally right. You're totally right. Yep. He's had some. He, <laughs> so, <laughs> this one is actually like so much better than some of those ones. Yeah. Yeah, I think that we made a post one time of like the different JT haircuts, and yeah, I mean, I, it, I think he he looks good, and <laughs> he's not not his worst one. Are you worried about his monk type lifestyle? Three thirty in the morning, um, waking up and and working out twice a day, and not eating anything, like just depriving himself of any joy. I mean, the the biggest concern was me, for me was he hasn't eaten ketchup in three years, and he used to drink ketchup. Right. So right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like, you used to drink it, and now we don't even eat it. Like, so yeah. I mean, me and JT are really close. He stayed at my house, and you know, like you said, he's up at three in the morning. I'm like. I mean, I'm coming home from the bars at 3 in the morning. I'm like, what are you well, doing, JT? You're going to the, you're going to the gym? <laughs> I'm not saying people should live like Dan Truman, though, for the record either, though. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't support my life. There, there's got to be a middle ground between Truman and JT. Somewhere in the middle <laughs> is where people should be. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, all right, Dan, give me your winners before we let you go here. Um, I'm going to go with Chase Sexton and – Hunter Lawrence. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, yeah, you can't go wrong with those picks. Um, uh, Rarick picked. Uh, um, um, oh, he picked Hunter, and uh, I think he picked Tomac. So, yeah, can't go wrong with that one either. Yeah, I mean, and the Hunter pick. I mean, that's not really going out on a limb. But no. Seth, like me, we see Hunter ride during the week, and he's 
really, really good. Right, right. <laughs> and uh, he just, I think if he starts with Jet, he, he will beat him, um, at least in a couple races here soon. Uh, he's just, Hunter is Hunter's mentally strong, man. It's really cool to see. With so, RJ's injury and, that's going to take him out for a while, I struggle to find more than three riders who can win a 250 motocross national overall, Jet, Hunter, and Justin Cooper. I cannot think of another guy that can beat one of those three dudes this summer. Yeah, I don't. I really don't have Joe winning uh, overall. Just nope. putting two motos together with two starts. Um, nope. Yeah, I, I just I, I'm with you. And, and the star bikes are really good at this altitude. And I think we've seen Justin Cooper last year. I think he won this race um, with Jet and Hunter second and third. So yep. yeah, those guys. I just unless something happens. I mean, Mosman did ride amazing. It was his hometown race. But still, two motos is two motos, yep. and he has yet to prove it to us that he can do two really good motos together. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Dan, thanks for the time, man. Get an Athena. Please check it out. And uh, if you want a discount from Pulp Show people, email me. Use the contact form on Pulp. Uh, thanks, Dan. We'll see you this weekend, man. Thanks. See All right, see you. That's Dan Truman, everybody, and that's been another episode of the Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. Plum Creek Funding, Get, FMF Vision, Maxis Pro Taper all on board with us. Thanks to Rarick and Truman as well. Appreciate those guys coming on. Thank you people for calling. Thanks to FMF and Fly for the prizes. But most of all, thanks to the man in the corner. Much appreciated. For holding everything down. You're welcome. See you next week, everybody.